Hello and welcome to the VanCast. I'm your host, Graham Meals, and today we are with Sophia. Sophia, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing really well. So what have you been up to? Um, I know you're a model, so I guess we can just start off with how you got into modeling uh, and and what kind of drew you to that sort of opportunity. Yeah, so... um... Modeling, I guess, started for me when I was kind of in high school. Um, The first sort of things that I did with modeling were pretty small and few and far between and originated from, you know, a friend of mine. She was a photographer and she's like, oh, I need someone to kind of practice with. Would you mind like being my model? And at that point, I didn't really have a ton of experience with modeling um, and I you know, I'd always kind of wanted to do it. I loved watching America's Next Top Model. I was always, always into fashion or dressing up. And it's kind of a little bit of a joke that my mom was my first photographer because she was always taking, <laughs> you know, moms always take pictures of their kids. Um, and my sister and I would take the camera out once in a while um, and just take photographs of like each other for fun. And, um, It was only later when I was working actually in a restaurant and one of the regulars there, she said to me, hey, I don't know if you're interested or not, but I think you're really beautiful and, you know, we've been coming here for a long time and you seem really lovely as well. Would you be interested in meeting a photographer friend of mine and doing a photo shoot? Um, And so at this point I was like, you know, I just turned like 18 basically and I was kind of like, oh, I don't know, like, am I, is this, what is this going to be like? I was really nervous, but um, I went to the studio shoot with her after meeting with the photographer and we just had a lot of fun and I really enjoyed the environment, the way that we all communicated. And then obviously also seeing the end result of like the photo shoots. Um, And that was, I would say definitely a turning point for me where I was like, oh, you know, maybe this is something that I can actually do. Um, and that was kind of the beginning, I think. Did you feel, uh, like you were kind of natural at it or was it kind of awkward, you know, posing in cause, cause they kind of tell you, oh, like pose kind of like this, kind of like that. Did, did it feel kind of awkward or were you, were you comfortable in that environment? I think at the beginning in particular with photo shoots, it was obviously a little bit uncomfortable at the beginning just because it's something I had never really done before. Um, And I never, that first studio shoot kind of really set things apart for me because it was this massive studio, all the crazy lights and everything. And I was like, well, this is a lot. (laughs) Um, But I think that because of having a background from dancing and just understanding how to move my body as like someone who's always been active either in sports or um, like swimming or whatever it was that having the ability to use facial expressions is something that's used in dance. So I think it wasn't too far off for me to kind of transition towards something that's also expressive. What sort of dance were you involved in? Um, I did jazz, modern, and I did ballet for technical support. But um, yeah, those are, those are what I did for like six, seven years, I think seven years. Yeah, you definitely have a sort of dancer kind of body, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and um, and for model modeling, uh, 
most people or most models you see, they kind of have a slimmer figure, mm-hmm. uh, long, tall. Is it is it true that there's like you have to be a certain height because there's there's a lot of rumors about models have to be tall. Uh, yeah, I would definitely say there's a lot of validity to that. Um, most of the time, in particular for international modeling, you need to be about 170 centimeters or 77 centimeters, which is about five foot nine or five foot eight, uh, depending on like what agency you're talking to. Um, there are obviously petite size models out there as well, or, you know, unique sort of specialty models that might fall outside of that category, but predominantly you need to be, usually they'll be listed a height requirement for applications. And um, as you started doing modeling, you started to progress, you started to get better, and you started to get people contacting you to maybe do international. What were some of the coolest kind of experiences you had doing international modeling? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I think some of the, the coolest stuff was I I was living in Mexico City at the time, and uh, with, through my agency, I was there, and I had this one trip where I got to go over to Tulum for the weekend, and that was a really amazing experience, just seeing those gorgeous, like, sandy beaches and yep. taking taking some photographs out there. Um, I would say another really amazing, like, experience that uh, happened sort of because of modeling I would say is the trip that I had to Bali where I got to meet a number of other models some of which I'm still friends with now um and the just all the cool stuff that you get to see when you're traveling and then you get the addition of taking amazing photographs there um so it just really leaves a lasting memory with me sounds Um, like a pretty cool job to be able to do something you love and go to beautiful places and even take pictures for yourself and you know yeah I think having the ability to like I brought my film camera pretty much everywhere I went and took photographs as well uh, just like for my own personal memories and obviously you know everybody has a cell phone so you take tons of photos on that as well Um, I definitely think one of the craziest like coolest other experiences was like going to Greece and Montenegro and like being on a yacht and taking photos out in the middle of the ocean was pretty cool. Oh, that sounds awesome. I've always wanted to go to Greece. And I think also having like, um, I was back in Canada at one point and like I had a, a client that was down in Mexico that through my agency, they made a booking. Um, and so they, the client actually paid to fly me down and do the job. And then I was able to just stay down there for the week, kind of, and just hang out um, and was able to go with, um, like, just to have some fun down in the city again after after being gone for a while. So that was pretty cool. So with modeling, you obviously have amazing experiences, but um, you do have to be careful because there are people that will try to take advantage of you. Um, what is something for maybe younger girls that are getting into it that they should watch out for, like maybe red flags when it comes to clients or people trying to take advantage of you? 
Um, I think in terms of photo shoots, um, a really important thing to do is, number one, you know, if a photographer, for example, ever asks you for sort of inappropriate photographs, like nude photos or, you know, in photos of you in your lingerie to quote unquote see your body, that's like a red flag. No one should ever be asking you to do that. Um, that means that this person's probably just a creep and a weirdo um, yeah. and you shouldn't work with them. Um, always do your homework. So if you're not sure about something or someone, uh, you know, do a quick Google search, dig through some of their photos that they've posted, talk to other models that they've worked with and ask them about their experiences. Um, you know, see through contacting those other models if there's any model safety groups that are out there online, like on Facebook, where you can kind of talk to a model community and ask them about their collective experiences with certain individuals um, and kind of get acquainted with what's called the blacklist because there are a lot of the blacklist that is that's funny that's yeah awesome. because that's there's funny. a there is a blacklist I think in any city um, and even globally too now um, there's been a lot of people who have been outed as just predatory from the lowest of the low to the highest of the high uh, it's happened in the fashion industry um, the other thing I would say as well is, you know, if you don't feel comfortable doing something, you know, ask for a parent or a friend or your boyfriend to come along to the job. Even if they're just sitting in the room doing nothing, it at least gives you some comfort and it gives you someone else who's there who knows you and can tell when you're also feeling like uncomfortable or not okay with a certain situation. And they can kind of speak up as well on your behalf if you're not necessarily super comfortable or you're um, shy or yeah if you're shy if you're not really as vocal um about your boundaries and that kind of brings me to my next thing your boundaries are super important um if people aren't respecting your boundaries you have every right to leave the job leave the shoot if something feels unsafe or your gut is telling you there's something wrong here leave leave and listen to that feeling because you will never regret protecting yourself, um, but you will regret if you don't. Yep, exactly. That you know, that's that's some very good advice. That's very smart. You know, maybe even, yeah. You know, I've heard about real estate agents. They'll they'll bring because real estates have agents, especially females, have huge assault rates. Like they yes. might even bring like a little pepper spray with them just in case. You know, like I know you do your research and stuff, but you never know. You yeah, can always, you never know. You never know what people are. And everyone knows about the classic casting couch where they're like, oh, you know, I'll make you a star. Oh, I just need a little bit of this and then I can show it. No, you know, if they want mm -hmm. that, they got to pay for it or it's got to be comfortable for you. Right. Exactly. And I also think like on top of that as well, you know, you should, in my opinion, never. Thanks be asked to do some something nude and not be offered pay. Yes. Like you should have someone offer you pay or offer you some sort of compensation, especially if they're asking for like uh, a nude model, you know, and there are a lot of great 
very artistic, beautiful photographers out there who shoot nude, but you know, there, you just have to be careful because there's a lot that just kind of suck. <laughs> yeah. So I think using some discernment and just, um, and as it's not as common as you think, common sense, um, and, and talk to your friends, talk to your family, be like, Hey, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but this is the situation that I'm being asked about. How do you feel about it? You know, get a second opinion. Talk to someone. Got to do your research like anything, you know, tell them, say, hey, I want three references. You know, if you're going to shoot with me, I want to know that you're not a total weirdo. And yeah. And, you know, there is a lot of with with anything, there's stuff that's unsafe. But as long as you're smart, you'll be fine. You don't need to be too worried just be smart have friends bring someone with you and you should be all right um mm -hmm. and this this comes on to my next question about you you have to stay beautiful obviously because that's what modeling is is mm -hmm. you have to be beautiful so what sort of uh workout routines uh do you do you do or what sort of exercise do you like to do to keep yourself in shape and healthy um, that's a great question. There's a lot of different kinds of exercises that I would say that I enjoy. Um, I would definitely say walking is a great one um, because you get a chance to get outside, get some fresh air. Walking is uh, great for you. It is. You know, if you yeah. have the, personally, if I have the option between like taking the bus or a car or walking, most of the time, as long as it's not pouring rain outside, I'll probably would prefer to walk. Um, listen to the van cast, you know, go for a stroll. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I love, I have a love hate relationship with running, but it, every time the first like five minutes, I'm always like, Oh, this is horrible. But as soon as I kind of get back into it, then I actually do really enjoy going for runs and getting some cardio in there. Um, I like to do a lot of like body weight training, um, or like, I don't really I'm not a heavy lifter, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. I think it's good to... You're like reps. You, you like to do the reps. Yeah, high rep, yeah. low weight. I find that for me, because of what I'm looking for as a model, I'm looking for... I still want to be strong. I still want to be able to live my life. I don't want to, you know, feel weak, so to speak. Yep. Um, but I'm not really looking to have, like, big muscles. And even then, you know, you'd have to lift pretty heavy to get that way. Um, yeah, you're not looking for the 30-inch biceps. No, definitely <laughs> not. No, definitely not. Um, yeah, I like to do, obviously, like, lots of lunges and um, squats. I love to do, like, ab workouts, um, like, hip raisers. Uh, I've been doing, like, working more recently um, with my boyfriend, who's a personal trainer, has been helping me with this a lot oh, as well. Um, nice been working on strengthening like my back and chest muscles a bit more so that it will help correct some posture issues that I have yep. um, and then just been working on like lots more like rows and like a little bit more incorporating shoulders with like light weights and I love doing ankle weight workouts as well those are amazing they just destroy me <laughs> are those, they just like you just attach them to your ankles or what do you do with the ankle weights um, so they're just basically like a five pound thing that you strap on around your ankle. Um, and then, you know, I'll go through workouts that will 
use the extension of your leg. So like uh, a donkey kick or um, if you're doing, you know, lift and lowers uh, for like your abs. And if you wear the ankle weights, obviously that makes it harder. Um, So things like that. That's cool. Do you also do biking? I find I love going outside and going for a bike. Um, I only recently got back to a little bit of cycling because for a long time I actually didn't have a bicycle. Um, so, and I just recently went for my first bike ride in a long time because um, because uh, my boyfriend had an extra bicycle, so we went for a ride. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Especially Vancouver has so many cool biking trails. You can go anywhere, seawall. You can go to Granville Island. You can you can really explore. And there's less. Uh, I, I like it better than running just because, you know, you can cruise. There's less pressure on your joints and everything. Um, yeah. It's it's beautiful. Uh, so also, you how are you adapting your workout to the quarantine? Because obviously you can't be in a gym, uh, so you're at home. So how are you adapting to being at home while or, or what, what have you? Yeah, so... Um... The funny thing is that I actually, before this happened, wasn't a huge gym goer. Um, I didn't have a gym membership. Um, I would only really kind of go work out at my, uh, the gym that my personal trainer and boyfriend worked out of, or worked out of. Doesn't anymore, obviously, right now because of COVID and that whole situation. So for me, I've been doing a lot of the same stuff, actually, with my mat um, on the floor of my apartment and I got some little small free weights and, um, and then I just go out usually and I'll run either a portion of the seawall or I'll head to the park and, um, kind of do like mix some sprints into like a little circuit of body weight stuff. Um, so yeah, I think that that hasn't changed too much for me, to be honest. Yeah, I, I love doing anything outside. It's just, especially the weather has been beautiful recently. It seems like we're going to have a good summer if we're allowed outside eventually, like well, with friends, yeah. I mean. Yeah, I, I think it'll be better, hopefully, when things change. <laughs> what, what are you doing for your sanity? Because I know there's a lot of people that are getting a little depressed because you know you can't see as many friends are you like one of the zoom people or or what are you using to stay in touch um i would say to stay in touch like socially for social and mental health um yeah i've been on zoom um for a couple of little birthday party type things we've been on house party um talking to friends um I've done some like FaceTimes with friends as well, just kind of checking in or just regular phone calls as well, just to kind of keep in touch with people. Um, Yeah, it makes you feel normal, makes you feel a little bit sane because humans are are meant to connect with each other. So it's good to keep in touch with the people you, you love. Yeah, exactly. I think it's important to keep in touch with the ones that you love, but also, you know, remember that everybody's dealing with this differently and there's no wrong way to deal with a pandemic, (laughs) you know, hundred percent. So I think that as long as you're just being aware of how you're feeling 
and why you might be feeling that way and just understanding that it's okay to also, and it sounds funny to say, but take time for yourself too. Oh and, yeah. This is a great time to create, you know, I was talking with Sam on my other podcast and he was, we were just talking about like the universe has given you time to be with yourself and create stuff. You know, you can mm -hmm. do photos, you can do drawings, you can, you can make a little sculpture in your house or you can, whatever it is that you like to do to create. Because I've found for me when I'm, when I keep my mind busy and I'm doing stuff, I'm happier, you know, but it's just, you just want to avoid ending up getting you know, depressed and not doing anything and, and maybe not being as healthy or as active as you used to be. Um, mm -hmm. So it's about keeping, keeping uh, structure and keeping yourself happy and occupied. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think having a bit of structure to your days really helps like, um, and it helps create a sense of difference in each day yep. when you kind of make a sort of tasks or things that you want to do with your day um, yep. and being, being creative and having kind of fun with it and trying to think outside of the box as to like what activities you can do um, has been very helpful for me. Yeah, you do. It's nice adding like one or two new things like because my, my routine is basically work from nine to five or eight to four. Try to do some form of activity, bike, you know, switch it up, bike, maybe do some tension bands, maybe go for a run, maybe mm -hmm. go for a long walk um, and then create a podcast or maybe hang out with my sister or maybe kick the soccer ball around, you know, just keep it, keep it interesting. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. Having variety too helps because oh. otherwise you just, you get bored. <laughs> you get bored and it's just, it's boring. Um, so on the other side of your health is the, the food. And I've seen from your Instagram, you always have delicious uh, food that you make, especially like you make little bowls with like granola and yogurt and all these cool things. Mm -hmm. So just let me know, uh, what do you think about when you're creating your, your food for yourself? Because obviously you're a very healthy person. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, there's definitely a few different things that kind of go through my mind when I think about what I want to eat. Um, the first thing is usually number one, how hungry do I actually feel? Um, and the other question is, am I wanting to eat because I'm just feeling, you know, am I feeling emotional or sad or upset or maybe I'm just bored? And, you know, you, I, I don't know about you, but I definitely can fall victim to being a bored eater. <laughs> it's pretty much the first thing that comes to my mind is when I'm bored, it's like food. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's literally the first sitting, watch, watching TV, I'm getting a little bored. Oh, Uber Eats, whip it out. Whip it. Especially now when you're always right? at home. Because if, so I'm out, if I'm out at the park or something, it's like, well, I'm with friends, I'm distracted. But when mm -hmm. I'm by myself, I'm thinking about food constantly. I don't know about you, but I, I'm a food addict. I love food. So I have to think of creative ways so that I can eat a lot all the time, but healthy, you know, like a bowl of berries or some granola mm -hmm. or, or some avocado or whatever. But yeah, back to, yeah. Back to you. Yeah, I totally agree with you. So I, I kind of want to figure out usually how hungry I am, 
uh, why I'm hungry, uh, if it's just kind of a false hunger, you know, because it's coming from an emotional or bored place. And another question I usually ask myself is what's happening after this? Because whether it's I have to go work out or if I have a photo shoot or, you know, do I have a big family dinner later or something like that? You know, those are all questions that kind of determine how uh, or what I'm going to make. And then the other questions that I usually ask myself is like, oh, am I kind of craving something like crunchy or do I want something soft? Do I want something sweet or do I want something savory? Or do I kind of want a little, do I kind of want to just nibble? Like, do I just want to munch on something? Or do I really feel like I want like a whole meal? So you eat with purpose. Yeah, I think that that's the, the biggest thing is having a purpose behind the food that I'm eating. And then obviously it comes next to, okay, you know, do I need, you know, have I had a lot of protein lately? Or, you know, maybe I need some more greens. Or, you know, I ate a lot of pasta the other day. So maybe I should have some fruit this morning for breakfast instead. Because it'll give my body a chance to kind of, like, digest a little bit more on that pasta I had, like, yesterday evening. You know, that sort of stuff. So what is your favorite thing to have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Oh, that's a tough one. Um... Breakfast time, I love fruit. That's definitely a big one for me at breakfast time. Um, favorite thing that I would say that I eat most regularly is probably oatmeal in the morning. It's super easy. Um, and it's great in the morning. It's a good, good yeah, booster. Yeah, it's a good way to start the day. There's lots of benefits to oatmeal. Uh, it's yep. gluten-free, so it doesn't make me feel like I don't eat a lot of dairy or gluten most of the time. Or, um, or red meat most of the time either because it kind of makes my stomach feel weird and it doesn't always sit very well. Well, I think so. honestly everyone should be limiting the red meat because uh, your body deals with it. It's hard for your body to digest that, that sort of stuff. I personally try to limit it to once a week and I try to rotate my proteins from maybe fish or maybe some nuts or quinoa, you know, because yeah. – because um, I'm not a vegan by any means, but technically I am plant-based because the majority of the stuff I eat is plants, like the majority of stuff on my plate is plants. And I try to reduce the amount of red meat, not because I'm against it. I'm just against the way they pro pr – the production of it, the mass production. Mm -hmm. Like if, if I had my hunting license and I went and hunted and got meat, you know, it's better for the environment. It's uh, it's a natural way for it to happen, but what what bugs me is this mass production of meat, um, the way it's with the way it's produced, and then also with it, you have them using all these antibiotics, which is causing super bugs, which is also an issue uh, when it comes to this pandemic. Yeah, there's definitely I would say a lot of health benefits, like to eating more plant based. Um, I would say that it's better for your digestive system in a lot of ways to eat more plant-based. Um, I would say the less processed your food is, the better. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so exactly. if you processed if you, food is not good for you, it's very true. 
Yeah. And even like when I say less processing, I also mean like shopping local. Like if you can buy stuff from local orchards or berries that are in season or, you know, winter vegetables during winter time, because that's also going to be better for your health um, just based on your geography. Um, But to kind of go back to your question, yeah, I would also say smoothies are favorite breakfast item. Oh, yes. Do you throw protein in there, protein smoothie? Yeah, I use um, like a clean vegan um, protein powder that's plant-based, and I find that that's super Is it tasty. Vega? Vega? Um, I, no, I think it's the one just by Body Energy Club that I use, um, cool, cool. and I really like that one because it, it doesn't have a ton of extra stuff in it you know so what do you put in your smoothie um definitely put the protein powder i like to either put like almond butter or like peanut butter in there because i find that putting some kind of like nut butter um or sometimes if i'm feeling like i want something sweet i'll throw some like nutella in there i don't know (laughs) super tasty (laughs) but that's when i was really good yeah i'll put like some cinnamon nutmeg banana like oat milk Maybe I'll throw some berries or like some mixed greens in there. Um, it's a good way of, to get your spinach in there. That's what I do because you don't taste it. No, yeah, you don't taste it. It just disappears. It's just great. Disappears. Yeah, it's magic. Um, lunchtime, it's kind of a weird one for me because, again, it really depends on what's happening with the rest of my day. Um, I, If I have already worked out, I like to have a bigger lunch. If I haven't worked out yet, I'll probably try and keep it lighter at lunchtime. But definitely enjoy doing, like, some salad with, like, a veggie patty or, like, a piece of, like, bread with toast um, to go with that. Maybe some, like, pickled, like, sauerkraut or jalapenos or something. Um, And that's kind of a fun, easy lunch, like a veggie patty. Um, And then you're just, like, you have so many greens happening in one in one go so it's it's nice and then your dinner dinner again like depends on kind of what's happening in my day but I love to do like a gluten-free pasta with like I'll do like the beyond um, meat like ground round and like cook that with like some sauteed like onions and celery and like um like a pasta sauce um and then maybe throw in some other vegetables too or have a salad on the side again with that depending on how hungry I am maybe some like cheese on top that's been a favorite right now and then what about when you're not worrying about being healthy what's your favorite cheat meal oh that's a tough one I would say some of my favorite cheat meals is probably like for breakfast time, I'll love to like hit JJ Bean and have one of those chocolate zucchini muffins. Oh my goodness. Yummy. So good. But I can never finish them. They're so massive. <laughs> um, another cheat meal is like a burger, like a classic burger or like pizza. Yeah. It's just so good. <laughs> I'm I'm a like for me personally, I'm I like fat. Like when I think of cheat, I like fat. Like I'm not like I'm not as into the sweets as most people are. I I would prefer a burger over some candy. Mm-hmm. What it what is what is your go to? I would say that I am in love with chocolate. Yeah. But 
my way that I kind of get around not feeling too bad about it is I'll often get like the 85 or like 90% cacao chocolate, the really dark stuff that barely has any sugar in it. Dark chocolate's good to have once in a while, I've read. It's, it's yeah. good. Yeah. So I find that that kind of helps kill that sort of sweet chocolatey craving that I would get. Um, I would say sometimes I, I do enjoy some candy, but I definitely think that I lean more towards like chocolate or, you know, like potato chips or something like that. Mm, salty. Um, yep. So, yeah, I and, would say. And, and when, this, when this quarantine is over, what is the first thing you're going to do? What is the first adventure you, you, you miss and you want to go do? Well, I actually, I had just come back from Calgary before all of this kind of everything started to shut down. And I had a trip planned to go down to Mexico uh, near Cancun, like um, Playa del Carmen area. And there was supposed to be, like, uh, one of my photographer's friends. It was his birthday, so there was going to be a group of us. And um, we were all going to go down there and do some photos, have some fun, check out, like, some cool resort stuff. Like, so I really am hoping that once all this is over that we can still do that trip down there to Mexico because I still really want to go. Um, and then after that, what I would say would be the first thing. So you love warm places, don't you? Oh my gosh, yeah. I chased the sun for like more than half a year um, <laughs> last <laughs> year. And uh, it, was, it was pretty great, so I can't complain. Do you tan nicely or do you have to use the fake tan? Um, I usually tan naturally. I don't really use self-tanner. I actually usually wear a little bit of sunscreen most of the time. You got um, to protect your skin. Yeah, especially on your face. Like, I'll wear sunscreen even, you know, here in Canada where we don't really have a strong UV index. But um, it's, it's for the just, longevity. Yeah, like, it really – and also a lot of the time, too, like, depending on your agency or, you know, what kind of modeling you're doing, they actually don't want you to get tanned um, because it's easier for them for a photo shoot, say, to add – like a spray tan to you than it is for them in Photoshop to remove that color from the skin. Uh, yeah, I see. And then there's also the issue of burning. Nobody likes, nobody wants a <laughs> model, <laughs> you know, like That's you can't true. go to a photo shoot looking like a little red lobster. You know what I mean? Red nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's definitely something that I think any model will tell you that usually I, I would say, I guess, it depends also on your actual skin tone, but for me, and I think a lot of other models who are like Caucasian and stuff, they they, they always want to. They're always telling you wear your sunscreen and don't go in the sun too much, etc. So I get a lot of viewer questions about. They they love when I ask, "What is your favorite place to eat in Vancouver?" So two-part question, what's your favorite place to eat? And then after we'll do what's your favorite place to go have drinks and, and party or club or what, whatever you like to do. Okay. Oh, that's such a tough one. Oh, my gosh. Because I love, I love going out to eat. So like, you, can, you can give a couple. You don't have to narrow it down to one. Yeah. Um, I would say one of my favorite places to go to eat is The Nook. Um, so they do really amazing 
fire stone like pizzas like thin oh. crust like italian style yeah with the brick oven or um yeah like with the big sort of yes i forgot what it's called traditional, traditional style yeah. yeah um and i love their i love their stuff they make a lot of their um pasta and like little meatballs in-house um so a lot of their stuff is super fresh um they have an amazing wine selection as well yep. and they do this beautiful um what is it called it's like a cream cheese cashew honey little crostinis that they make mm. and i don't even know they're just they, this everything they do there is fabulous so it's one of my favorites um obviously there's so many places to eat amazing sushi in the city um that's a big one i love sushi and seafood as well um provence in yale town is actually one of my favorite places to go as well because they actually have an amazing sunday brunch and you can like sit on their little patio and it's right by the water and um they also have really beautiful desserts as well. So I would say those are kind of like two more of those kind of special fun restaurants that I love to go to. But I, I also love going for tacos. <laughs> Who doesn't? Especially late night tacos. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Late night tacos or just, just tacos anytime. Just tacos. <laughs> <laughs> But breakfast, lunch, or dinner, give me some tacos. Honestly, though, I think after living in Mexico City, like, I just, I could probably eat tacos or, like, you know. Burritos. Egg, burritos or, like, you know, you know, like, scrambled eggs with, like, frijoles and, like, cheese and, like, the cream sauce. They and, kill like... the breakfast. <laughs> they actually kill the breakfast. I love breakfast in Mexico. Yeah, and then they always you always get like fresh fruit and stuff too when you're having like Mexican style breakfast usually, and like it's just it's good. It probably can't compare to the what you had in Mexico compared to here. Definitely not. Like, and I think part of the reason is that the ingredients that they have down there are so fresh, and a lot of them are actually native to Mexico, um, or they grow them in such you know, a lot of the stuff that we get exported here, like our avocados from Mexico, they're kind of the leftovers. They're the ones that they pick when they're kind of ripe and then they ripen along the way here versus the ones that you get there in Mexico. Like they're so fresh, they're massive, you know, they just you make amazing guacamole out of it or the super mm. fresh, like large tomatoes that you can and get. And their from. tortilla chips too. You dip it in. Oh man, you're making me mm. hungry. Yeah, and they, they they make all of their, like, everywhere you go, you see someone making the little soft taco shells fresh with real, like, maize corn, you know? It's just, it's different. It's, it's different. It is different. It's part of their culture. So what yeah. about your late night? Your, I mean, your, your, your partying, like, are you a bar gal or are you a club gal? I would say I'm definitely more of, like, someone who will go to a bar uh, if I'm going to a club, though, my favorite nightclub is definitely Celebrities Nightclub um, on Davie. Is it what what makes it so good for you? 
I think that a lot of the time I'm there, I'm there for like a concert or an event and I'm always with like my good group of friends and uh, I love the crazy lights on the ceilings and like the bar service is usually really fast. And I think that because it's not actually on like Granville Street or, you know, whatever, that there's not as much of this sort of crazy stuff going on yeah not as much of the crazy stuff and i feel like the crowd is more local and less like outside of like vancouver i get that um some sometimes when you're on granville you, it's the you see fights going on you see all this like people coming in from wherever from out, out greater vancouver and it's it's nice to sometimes just hang out with the locals and, and not deal with all that crazy drama Exactly. And as for like, I definitely would say that I'm more of someone who would like to go to a bar or like have casual drinks somewhere. And sit down, have some food. Yeah, exactly. And kind of be able to hear myself think a little bit. Um, there's definitely fa- some favorite spots for drinks and food even, I would say, is probably like the Diamond and Gastown is super fun with their sort of little upstairs area. And um, there's also the flying pig in Gastown I really like because it's great for people watching because you can sit right by like the window and they have pretty good, you know, drinks and food, I would say. Um, And where else would I say is good spots? I mean, obviously everybody loves cactus, right? (laughs) Well, yeah, obviously. (laughs) Um, It's too easy to go there, I think. Um, And then I also, I really enjoy distillery too. They're pretty fun. Uh, for drinks uh they have like quite a bit of nice like cocktails and it's like a fun kind of loungy vibe in there so how long have you lived in vancouver um i guess i moved to vancouver what was it now yeah about three years ago going on four years are you are you into the are you a skier are you into the local mountains or what's your favorite activity to do in vancouver um, I was a skier. I haven't been skiing in a long time. Um, that's a big portion due to the fact that I don't have, I don't own my own skis and boots right now and that Fair sort enough. of thing. Yeah. So it kind of makes it a little more expensive when you're renting. Oh, um, yeah. It's crazy. Once the American company bought it out, it's like it's insanely expensive just to go up. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that's something that's kind of been a deterrent for me. And plus, um, I don't drive like my own car. I don't have my own vehicle. So that also kind of makes it a little more complicated just logistics wise, how to get up there. So I'd kind of have to go like with friends. Yeah. Um, as far as your second question, favorite activities to do in van is I just love hitting the beach. Like any chance I get any time of year. You're um, a sun gal. I get it. I will go down to the beach um, or just lounge like in the park or out in the sun somewhere. Um, Do you like to listen to music or do you just just like to relax? I love listening to music. I love, I think I listen to music most of my day, uh, whether it's in my headphones, walking or running, or if I'm just chilling at home or I'm cleaning or, um, you know, I'm, music is a big part of my life. Um, Yep. What are you bumping right now? Lately, I've been into sort of, I guess, like, downbeat, like, lo-fi sort of style music. Like, I usually listen to something that has a little bit of an electronic influence or beat to it. Um, I love to listen to some, like, hard-hitting, like, 
mixes on SoundCloud when I'm like working out because it really gets me going. Um, yep. I love the weekend's new album is awesome. I love the one song in there, Hardest to Love, has like some liquid drum and bass in there. And it's just, I think it's great that that sort of style of music is kind of getting a little bit more out there. Yeah, I'm similar. Uh, I, I, it depends what I'm, the activity I'm doing. Like if I'm working out, it's more like upbeat, maybe uh, electrical music or, or rap, hip hop. And then if I'm like cooking, I'll put on some like p- piano, classical piano, just like in the back, just to kind of relax. Or, or sometimes I'll be just in my kitchen, just bored, dancing to some old, old music, like 50s, 60s music. So yeah, it's really with the mood that you're in. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love 50s, 60s music for me as well because I grew up listening to that. Like in, like when I was little, we'd listen to that sort of stuff and we'd dance around like in the living room. Um, so I, I love that. I love like the kind of jazz music. Um, the saxophone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think more like old school jazz, like oh, okay. sort of like Fats Domino, like the beginnings of like rock and roll, like that kind of a jazzy vibe. You know what I mean? I dig you. I dig it. Well, it has been really nice chatting with you. I really appreciate you coming on my podcast. Um, and it's awesome that you you said yes and you're and you're doing well with yourself. So the last thing is, I'll I'll put it in the description, but just shout out any modeling or your Instagram or anything you you want to shout out. Yeah, so um you can follow me on Instagram, uh Sophia Ruprecht. Um Sophia's with a PH and the last name is R U double P R E C H T. Yes, it's hard to spell. Um, you can find I'll on... have it in the description, <laughs> so you don't have to worry. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, those are kind of like the main platforms that I'm using. I've made a TikTok. I don't never posted oh, anything gosh. on there so i i don't know about that yet i i honestly i i don't like it <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i don't like it but i get the appeal but is it just me or has everyone trying to become a tiktok star during this quarantine it's like... i think everyone is trying to but it's kind of <laughs> funny to me because it's like it's a kind of a mix of uh, <laughs> a mix of like vine a little bit yep Plus, I don't know what else, but I I haven't really figured it out yet. It's just of- funny. Like, I'll be, like, walking down the street, and there will just be all these, like, 12-year-old girls at the park doing these, like, dance routines. It's like, <laughs> like you know, whatever makes you happy, right? Yeah, I think it's fun in the sense that it is meant to be silly, and it is meant to just kind of be stupid um, in a sense, and everyone kind of knows it. Um, I just personally, like as someone who used to be a dancer and I see all these TikTok dances, I was like, oh, it's cringe. <laughs> it's seriously cringe. Um, that being said, though, I think it is a fun way to get yourself out there and in a way in a new and interesting way. And like there are people who have been noticed on TikTok, like in terms of modeling, even there's agencies yep. that look at it now to scout like they're online scouting because that's now a thing. Um, yep. So, I mean, I'm like, hey, if it gets you to where you want to be, then, like, who am I do to it, say? Do what you got to do. Exactly. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, thanks for the chat. It was nice to hear from you. We'll definitely have to get together for a drink one of these days. Yeah, totally. Uh, always good to chat. Um, thanks for having me on the show. And 
um, yeah, if anybody has any questions for me more about modeling, feel free to contact me on social media. Sounds good. Peace out, guys.